Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk about the weekend that was in pro wrestling. My goodness. Especially the news that your knockouts women's champion, Mickey James, is going to be at the Rumble. We get in deep right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I'm surprised that they announced so many what I would think would be surprises at the Rumble. Summer Rae, Mickey James, Kelly Kelly, like they, uh, Lita, like they threw out a lot of, uh, a lot of names that would have been really cool surprises on the 29th. But you know what? The WWE decided to throw those names that you usually don't find out until the night of the Rumble, weeks before the actual Royal Rumble. I think they really need to capture people's attention right now and make them want to tune into the Rumble. They need to put asses in seats in yes. St. Louis. They need people tuning into Peacock to watch the show. They have to spark some interest. If I'm hearing names like Lita and Mickey James, women that I know from 20 years ago who were, you know, warriors of the ring, superior women's wrestlers. If, if, you, if you told me right now you want Lita and Mickey James or like, uh, you know, some of the other women that are there today, I'm picking Lita and Mickey, you know, quite easily. So excited to have those two women in the Rumble. I think it's great for Mickey. They, they, not, they not only tweeted out that she's the Knockouts champion, Pat McAfee mentioned on SmackDown that she's your Impact Knockouts champion. So they had no problem at all telling every telling the world that she's in the world of impact and not only that, but that she's your knockouts champion. And that is another win. That's great. Pat McAfee acknowledging that Mickey James is your impact world champion and the WWE via social media, I'm assuming Dave acknowledging that Mickey James is your impact is a big deal. That's my opinion. I, I, I agree with you. This is on another level. The Royal Rumble is like the second biggest pay-per-view when you think about it. It's WrestleMania for the WWE, and then right after that, it's the Royal Rumble. As a matter of fact, they're almost like connected because the Royal Rumble is the beginning of the road to WrestleMania. So to ha- and, and boy, 
this does a lot for PR wise. This is a smart move by the WWE bully because I think you would agree that the WWE has been extremely cold. I mean, I I understand that we're in trying times with COVID and the numbers are rising, but when you look at the look at the NFL and you look at the AEW shows over the weekend, uh, not exactly having difficulty selling tickets and filling seats. Uh, it's it, WWE is offering for the Royal Rumble, buy one get one free. I mean, they have really been struggling trying to fill seats for the Rumble and for WrestleMania. And I think a lot of it has to do with some of the bad PR. You know, we talk about the releases, the releases that we just saw from NXT. The really bad release when it came to Mickey James and all the bad blood and bad PR from that. This is a pretty significant band-aid over all of that when you bring Mickey James back in the fold. You acknowledge and give a tip of the cap to Impact Wrestling. Uh, that is a game changer when it comes to the world of the WWE. They don't do that very often. That is a very big deal. I'm wondering, as you're talking and I'm thinking about this, I'm wondering if that's the WWE just being nice about it or if when they contacted Mickey James, Mickey said, listen, I'd love to be there, but... I'd like this, this, and this acknowledged. And then maybe the WWE agreed because it's very unlike the WWE, unless you can give me an example, or maybe the nation can by calling in or hitting us up on the old Twitter machine of them bringing people in and acknowledging other championships. Now, did they like when, when AJ see, this is a different situation. A, Mickey is not signing with the WWE. She's not jumping ship. She's just coming in. It's a uh, different than when like an AJ came back and they said, this is a former IWGP world heavyweight champion. So like when, um, like when uh, uh, anybody comes back as a surprise, are they acknowledging where they are currently? And I don't think we've had any surprises no. that are, are under contract someplace else. This this might be a first, right? Yeah, I mean, Bully, like, we've seen, like, I, that's why the, the pipe bomb from Punk a decade ago was such a big deal because he acknowledged Ring of Honor. He acknowledged New Japan. And we just never saw that from the WWE. Like, when AJ comes on, we, we'll see in those 24 documentaries some footage of maybe him being with Ring of Honor or being with New Japan. But as far as a current champion or somebody currently with another organization being brought in and them shedding a light on it, listen, Bully, it would have been very WWE-like, and I think people would have gave him a pass if they just said, hey, multi-world champion, Mickey James, you know, coming in for the Rumble. But to acknowledge that she's from Impact and she's the Knockouts champion, I really can't, I really can't compare that. To anything that the WWE has done, what, the last 10 to 15, maybe even 20 years? I think it's a much bigger deal for Impact Wrestling than anything that they could have hoped for. You have the biggest pro wrestling slash sports entertainment company in the world acknowledging your world, your women's world champion, your women's world championship, and are uh, allowing your announcers to talk about it and who better than Pat McAfee <clears throat> to talk about it, whether or not they let her come out with her. Imagine they let her come out with the championship at this point. Why not? I mean, if you're already tweeting about it and, and you're already mentioning it on the show, 
I mean, you might as well. Now, Bully, you're right. If it's a case where she walks in and then within 30 seconds she gets eliminated, then we might be having a different discussion uh, after the Rumble here on air about it. But even still, even if that happens, which I don't think is going to happen by any stretch, even if that was to happen, it's still a tremendous promotion for Impact Wrestling. If I'm the WWE, if I'm an, a producer on this match, and I know I have, we just mentioned Mickey and Lita. Should Mickey or Lita win the Women's Royal Rumble? No. It has to be one of the homegrown talents. It has to be one of the women there. But what are Mickey, James, and Lita that a lot of the younger women in the WWE are not? And some of the older women also. They're leaders. They're leaders in that ring. I'm leaving a Lita and a Mickey James in there with a Bianca Belair and a Liv Morgan deep into the rumble so that the, the fans are completely invested. I, I'm sure there are going to be plenty of fans there who would love to see a Mickey James win, love to see a Lita win, but just as much as they'd like to see a Bianca Belair or a Liv Morgan. Leave the veterans in with the young talent. Keep it wide open where anything can happen, but allow those veteran women to help guide the younger women deep into the rumble so it just doesn't look like a big choreographed battle royal as opposed to a, a, a true fight to throw that other woman over the top rope and get your shot uh, at the Women's World Champion at WrestleMania. And Bully, listen, I, I agree with you. I don't think Mickey James is going to win the Royal Rumble, though it's fun to talk about, right? I mean, imagine if, you know, you're near the end of the Rumble and there's only four combatants left and one of them is Mickey James and you're, she, she's your Impact Knockouts champion, possibly getting a chance to challenge for one of the women's championships of the WWE. I mean, you, you talk about getting people to talk. That's what the WWE is doing. I mean, Bully, when we mention this forbidden door and we mention these alliances with other organizations, it's one thing to talk about it with AEW. Did you ever think in a million years we'd be talking about the WWE when having this conversation? Dave, is this the WWE trying to do the right thing and make nice by Mickey James because they threw her stuff in a trash bag and sent it home to her? I think I think that definitely is a part of it. I think that they're trying to smooth over that relationship for a couple different reasons. One, WWE had egg on their face. I mean, you know, I don't care how you've done things and what your process is. You're taking a future Hall of Famer and you're giving her her belongings in the trash bag. I'm sorry. That, that sends out an awful, awful message. Gotta, gotta throw this in there because of the brutal honesty. That's always the way they did it. I get it. I get it. But they, that they doesn't did make it, it to right. her 10 years ago. They've done it to every other talent, man or woman that way. So they did the same thing by putting her stuff in a trash bag and sending it home to her that they've done from day one. Agreed. To everybody. Agreed. But when Mickey James sent out that tweet and that Instagram post with her name on a trash bag, it's a bad, it's a, it's a bad look. It's a it's bad a look. Bad, to me, it's a bad look for the WWE and it's a bit of a bad look for Mickey James. She's putting it out there. But, but if, if, if I'm seeing that, 
I'm sorry. I'm like, wow, WWE, you can't put it in a box. I mean, you know, like you can't put it in a, a WWE box. I mean, you have to put it in a trash bag. Whether they've done it in the past or not, when you said they have, it's still not a good look. The other thing is, is Bully, let's face it, right now, the WWE is hurting. And, you know, I think we're down, as you always say, if you're not a wrestling fan, you're probably not watching wrestling. And I think that's the case right here. So why not get wrestling fans talking? AEW has done a good job of getting people talking, filling seats in arenas, even during these tough times. The WWE's got to start getting on board with that stuff. And I think they realize, you know what? We've taken a hit with NXT, a lot of the hardcore pro wrestling fans, which is always going to be the foundation of your base, no matter what form of entertainment or sport. We're hurting right now with that with that hardcore fan base, especially after everything with NXT. This is a, a small thing, but a great branch to the hardcore fans. And I think it got people talking. And that's what you need, Bully. You need people talking. And here we are starting off today's show talking about the WWE. I think it's a good move for the WWE. It's obviously a great move for Mickey James. I think it helps get impact more exposure than they've ever had with any other relationship with another company. This is what impact should have had with their relationship with AEW. If I'm impact and I know that the WWE machine can get my name out there to the world, this is a no brainer because you know, there would be no reason for the WWE to screw over Mickey or screw over impact unless there is something that I don't know about Mickey James, uh, five times, six times, seven time women's champion. I'm letting her come in. I'm letting her do her thing. I'm utilizing her to the, her maximum potential. I'm having, uh, a, a nothing but a positive experience so that when Mickey James turns around the, the, the day after the rumble or a week after the rumble or a month after the rumble and has to talk about the WWE. She's speaking about them, you know, glowingly. Yes. And, and, and that's it. There's, there's so much upside to this partnership for that one night at the rumble. Hey everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy Fast Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Funbuns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. Get that first place medal is what you're after. We've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. And Mickey James retains your knockouts women's championship in the main event at Hard to Kill this past Saturday. Uh, really good card. Uh, bully from top to bottom and great seeing Deanna Perrazzo and Mickey James in that Texas death match in the main event Saturday night. I'd like to isolate a portion of that match and get your opinion on it. We just played the audio of the finish. The referee gets to the 10 count. And what did you hear the crowd do? They cheered. Did they really? I mean, I heard cheering. Yeah. Okay. I think it was a spattering of cheers. This, this has to do more with something that we talked about before the show started this morning. What were the last three matches of the night? Well, I think we had the, uh, we had the champ with the three-way championship match. And then we had the, um, what was that hardcore match? Just before that, I forget that we had the hardcore match right before it. We had the moose match. What I think Impact should have done is if you're going to end Hardcore the show, is the name of it. Thank you. if you're going to end the show with a Texas death match in which kudos to Mickey and Deanna for going out there, busting their asses, working hard, doing a good job, main eventing hard to kill. What match should have went on right before that match? Kind of like a buffer match, I guess, maybe? Or... Not, no, because I don't want to call any of the matches on that show a buffer match, okay? Let, if you're on a pay-per-view, not, let's, not, let's not downplay anybody's match or their okay. role or the match's role on the show. So let's not call it a buffer match. But what type of match do you think you should have before a Texas death match? Probably just like a singles match, just like a, a match where, you know, you can get maybe a technical match or something along those lines. Aha! The Jonathan Gresham match should have been on before the Texas death match. You see, you can't backload a show with the same type of matches that get the same types of responses from the same types of spots. That's why I don't think the people were as excited at the end. Yeah, you heard some applause and some cheers. We've talked about how AEW could have a thousand people in Daly's place during COVID, but those thousand sounded like 10,000, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. How, how much did how much did impact have it hard to kill? About a hundred, two hundred, three. No, no, they had more. They had more than that. It was sold out. So I want to say that they probably had upwards near uh, close to a thousand fans at the show on Saturday. Great. Did that sound like a thousand fans going probably wild to the finish not. of a main event? Probably not. No. But it should have, especially in a Texas death match with a final ten count. I don't think they captured the moment the way it could have been captured. I don't like the three count before the 10 count. You're prostituting a not. You're not prostituting. Once the people count three, they already know a match is over. The object of a Texas death match is to not get to your feet by the count of 10 or a, uh, or a, um, 
or a, or a, a last man standing match, last man, last woman standing match. Get rid of the three count. Yeah, it gets you it, nowhere. Get the, get the pinfalls out. I agree with you, and I also agree with you that you're you know you had the hardcore war match, you had the, the three the triple threat championship match, and then the Texas Death match. Probably either not have that hardcore war match at all or have it at the beginning of the show because when you have it that close to your Texas death match, which is your main event, you don't want anything near that. Now I get, they had a lot of crazy matches on that show. Yeah. You know, they had the X division women's match, which started off the show, which was amazing, but you probably, if you're going to have two hardcore matches, you got to have a lot of more space than just one match in between. If you want to start the pay-per-view off with the women and end it with the women, I totally get it. I'm in agreement with it. So they start off with the women's X match. After the women's X match, you should have given me a wrestling match. And after that is when I should have got the hardcore match. Throw that hardcore war in third, get it out of the way, and then give me everything else up until the Texas death match. Make me forget that I saw any weapons yeah. or any brutality or hardcore physicality in the show. You, if you, if you book it that close to the end of the show, people have already seen the weapons. They've already, they've been there and done that and popped for it. Give the main event, give the woman the best chance to succeed. That's why you did not get the response that I believe they, they, they should have gotten. It's not about the woman, not women, not busting their ass because they did. Deanna and Mickey did a phenomenal job. Can we pick the match apart? Sure. I don't want to do that. Don't want to pick the match apart. Want to give them props for going out there and main eventing. But this comes down to the booking of a show and a promoter or a booker knowing the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, and how to give each match the best opportunity to shine. There shouldn't have been as much bells and whistles and hardcore and extreme shit booked so close to the end of the show. Uh, we mentioned Hannafin on the call, which was great seeing him. Great Bobby seeing Cruz, too. Bobby Cruz and, and Ian Riccoboni. Ian Riccoboni had the call for the Ring of Honor Championship match, and Bobby Cruz did the ring announcing for the Ring of Honor Championship match as well. Speaking of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Invasion uh, that we saw. It was good seeing PCO out there kicking ass. I just love seeing PCO on my TV screen. So it's going to be interesting what happens in just a few months if we do see uh, a Ring of Honor back on their feet and putting shows on again. But... Um, Great storytelling with Josh Alexander and Jonah, uh, you know, going after that knee and Jonah selling that leg throughout the match and was the cause of him losing the match with that ankle lock. So, you know, great job all in all from beginning to end with the, with that card on, uh, on Saturday, Bully. So you mean Josh worked the big man's leg and then made the big man give up with the ankle lock? Yep. What does that sound like? That sounds like common sense. And psychology. <laughs> yes. Isn't and it amazing what happens when we put psychology into a match? And what they did in that match, very old school, very basic, very easy. K-I-S-S. Keep it simple, stupid. And that's exactly what they did. And I thought those guys had a great match. 
Also, too, congratulations to Tasha Steeles, who won the X Division uh, women's match. First ever X Division women's match. So congratulations to Tasha Steeles. Congratulations to Impact on what was a very important weekend for them and a great pay-per-view. Are you ready? This is Renee Paquette, and I've got a new tag team partner, one of the toughest women in MMA, Misha Tate. We're going to take over the radio every Monday on Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Join me and Renee as we cure the Monday blues by dissecting every major headline happening in the cage, the ring, and everywhere in between. Don't be scared, So listen to Throwing Down with Renee and Misha Mondays from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The landscape of pro wrestling has changed. This is a revolution. So it's only fitting that we change along with it, even our rankings. It's amazing how these people just side with you. Welcome to the new and improved Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Let's Ah! use up. Yes! Yes! And who's down? No! From Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, and the rest of the world of pro wrestling in this week's Dave LaGreca Pro Wrestling Power Rankings. Bully, I can honestly say I had the toughest time doing these power rankings. But but to me, an absolute no-brainer who number one is. It's not even a fucking discussion. There is no, but it's, it's five, four, three, two. And then there's a huge gap, like a mile long gap. And then there's number one. I can already tell that you screwed this up. No, it's five. I can already tell that you screwed this up. It's five, four, three, two. Then there's a mountain that you have to climb. And then a mile before you get to number one. That's the gap between one and two on my power rankings this week. All right. All right, at number five, we go back to Saturday night and the Battle of the Belts. And I don't even care about the interim TNT championship. That's not what this is about. I'm going to use, I am going to enforce the bully rule on my number five on the power rankings. And I'm giving it to both men who were in the ring on Saturday night. Sammy Guevara for winning that match. But Dustin Rhodes, bully. How, how good is Dustin Rhodes? Seriously. But, but give me something here. Why is Dustin so good? Because he hit a Canadian destroyer through a table? Not just that. And that aside, and that aside, his facial expressions. The way you actually have sympathy for Dustin. Here's a man's man, and he actually can generate sympathy when he's in that ring. 
He's just simply phenomenal. Sammy Guevara, obviously an up-and-coming superstar, but Dustin Rhodes, man, is telling you why I believe he's one of the best wrestlers out there. At number four, we go back to Wednesday night in New Jersey. Jade Cargill, first ever TBS champion. What a moment, too, with her daughter in the ring after winning that championship title. Uh, We talked about it. Jade is Jade. Excuse the pun. Is Jade a little green, obviously? Yes, there's no doubt about it. She needs a little bit more. But, man, I the potential is just blinding for Jade. And I, I'm really happy with her performance. And she deserves to be on the power rankings. At number three, we also go back to AEW Dynamite in New Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. We, to- we had uh, Danielson and Paige on the power rankings a couple weeks ago. And I enforced the bully rule on that one. Not going to do it this week. I'm giving it to Hangman Page, bully, because people still... I was getting phone calls yesterday from people still wanting to talk about that match. Brian Danielson, uh, Hall of Fame, future Hall of Famer, there's no doubt about it. Brian Danielson uh, was my wrestler for 2021. This was about Hangman Page. And now Hangman Page, to me, man, this took him... To another plateau. And congratulations to Hangman Page. At number two, we go back to Saturday and hard to kill. Congratulations to Mickey James. Not just for retaining that knockouts championship bully. But also the announcement that she will be in the Royal Rumble this year. So to recap before we get to number one. At number five, Sammy Guevara and Dustin Rhodes. At number four, your new... And first ever, TBS champion, Jake. At number three, Hangman Page after that epic confrontation with Brian Danielson on Wednesday. At number two, Mickey James. And then there's a mile. There's a mile. There might even be a couple of miles before you get to the number one. Just so you know, before you even get to your number one, your power rankings are completely off already. All right, but let's see if you think my number one is off. And we go back to last week. My number one for my power rankings. I mean, he wins the IWGP Championship at Wrestle Kingdom night one in the main event. And then, oh yeah, night two in the main event. He defends it against who a lot of people believe should have been the IWGP Champion because he never lost in Will Ospreay. So you main event both nights of Wrestle Kingdom, and you come out the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? I don't know, Bullet. That is deserving of the number one position on my power rankings. I believe in the court system, when you're on death row, and the phone rings from the warden or the governor, they grant you a stay of execution. Your phone call has come in. You've been granted a stay of execution. Your one is correct. And it's a no-brainer. And based on your reasoning, absolutely. Two nights in a row in the Tokyo Dome. The other ones are, the rest of your rankings suck. (laughs) Why? For the same reason they always suck, because they're yours. Wow. If you're going to enforce the bully rule, you have to do it across the board. You can't just do it when you want to do it. How can you put 
Sammy and Dustin at five, but you can't put Danielson next to Hangman at three. I can't do it. Um, Why? I think I, cause I think. What about Dustin Rhodes performance at five completely outshined Danielson at three? And my, my thinking bully, Sammy Guevara came out the winner, but Dustin Rhodes reminded you of how damn good he is. And I think really shined in that match at number three, Brian, we, and maybe it's because he's so fucking good, but Brian Danielson was my wrestler of the year for 2021. That tells you how good he is. But Hangman Page, this was really, for me, a celebration of Hangman Page because I think myself and a lot of other people look at Hangman Page completely different after that match. I look at Brian Danielson the same way. He's still one of the amazing wrestlers and maybe one of the best wrestlers in the world. But Hangman Page deserves to be in the same breath as a Brian Danielson after that match. That's my take. If you're going to enforce the bully rule, you got to do it on five and three. If you're going to throw Dustin in there with Sammy or don't enforce the bully rule. And if Dustin had that powerful, remember it's called the power rankings. If Dustin had that powerful of a performance that you want him on your list, put Dustin at number five in a loss and Sammy at number four, because I got to tell you, Sammy beating Dustin is impressive, but Dustin's performance was so impressive that I might consider taking Jade off the list, despite the fact that she won a championship. Yes, she did win that championship, but was her performance as impressive as Sammy or Dustin's? That's why I, it was such a difficult power ranking to do. By the way, I think your thinking is actually pretty good. I might even still keep Jade on the power rankings and just put Dustin just based on his performance because, as you said, it is power rankings. But he did win the interim um, you know, championship, whatever that means for the TNT championship. One, one that was a struggle for me, and she's actually going to be on the show tomorrow, Bully, and is Tasha Steele's. When I when I I did my list twice, I had Tasha on there, but because of the performance of Guevara and Dustin, I had to leave Tasha off. I agree with your one, Mickey at two. I think that Hangman, I I could even flop two and three. I think Hangman beating Danielson is a stronger victory than Mickey beating Deanna, but. Mickey did get announced into the women's rumble, which mm-hmm. has a lot of clout. You have to factor that in. Yes. Big week for Mickey. But Jade, yes, won that women's uh, inaugural TBS championship. I don't think her performance was our, as powerful as any of those other names. She had a moment. It's cool. It's good. But I don't think it's worthy of the top five this week. All right. Well, we agree to disagree, but one thing we definitely agree on is that number one. And I can't, I'm very, very shocked, Bully, that not one person tweeted me Okada at that number one spot after main eventing and winning both matches at Wrestle Kingdom this past week. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Balon. Special thanks the SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, 
the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.